is Thursday, which means we're going to be answering around with Andrew Dembina, and he's on the line at the moment. Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Sadia. You're right there in yes. College Farm. Yes, we are, and Good. we're probably wet and grey like you are where you are. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's light of grey at the moment uh, over on the south part of uh, Hong Kong territory. I can report. Um, so hopefully it'll lighten up and all of this rainy stuff will go away. Yeah, um, let's hope but, so. Um, yeah, if uh, if people are looking for things to do. Um, if, if they're either not working or outside of working time. Something imaginative has been set up in the central harbour front of Sonera, um, which is under canvas, under the marketing, which is the first thing I want to mention, starting off with dancing around today with something interesting going on in Hong Kong. Mm. And we, as in Hong Kong, are hosting one of Asia's largest... It's considered outdoor because in makeshift structures. But it's well protected, listeners. Don't worry about getting wet. Um, it's under marquee. It's something called us. And it is a largest outdoor, they say, NFT. There we go. Haven't mentioned it for a few weeks. <laughs> Back into that groove. <laughs> yeah. Uh, outdoor NFT art exhibitions. It's... Um, it's, it's one of the largest in the re that the region has seen. And it's going on right now, and it's going on until the end of Sunday. And the city, Hong Kong, actually has one of the most active sales points for NFTs in Asia, and it's quite significant in the world. I would say that I'm probably leading on this front, but, uh, but we are really at the centre of... Um, people collecting them in Hong Kong, having dedicated flat-screen TVs, which I think I may have mentioned before. Mm. I mean, that's, that's the sign of a serious collector, where you have your NFTs on a dedicated hard drive and a special <laughs> TV to enjoy them. Mm -hmm. uh, it makes sense, really. It's, it's today's equivalent in this art form, anyway, of having your own little private gallery annex, isn't mm. it? Instead of it being um, so many square feet or metres, it's on a screen. Um, and using utilising a hard drive. So it, it's going on right now at the central harbour front then, and this sequence of, of marquees or tent-like you know, structures are, um, are showing NFTs from around the world. And it's been in the making, it's been in the planning for months and months. And it follows shortly after events that we've discussed recently. And I was at one of them when we spoke a couple of weeks ago, which was Art Central and mm -hmm. Art Basel, which was going on at the same time. So this is great, actually, despite, um, you know, feeling that there are lots of restrictions, possibly, on what we can, can do around Hong Kong. The art scene is finding a way. And so is the art scene, I should say, because... It's been in the news quite a lot that there will be some big Canto Pop concerts oh, right. coming up soon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if you if you if you heard about this because because it was it was more about controlling the pricing of people speculating, you know, by touting basically, mm -hmm. as happens with every sort of ticketed event in the world, where 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 people make money off uh, a, a demand, and um, so there were there were means tried to be made to uh, to to stop this happening, to sell tickets more fairly to proper fans rather than speculators who sell, sell them on for a profit. And so coming up in the next couple of months, there are more Canto pop 
concerts, and I say more because there was a uh, a recent one at the weekend just gone uh, by a pop star. And this is not something I meant to cover, so I don't have her surname on, but I believe yeah. her first name was was Janet. Yeah. And she, it, yeah, although though she um, is a pop star singing in Cantonese, she's not of ethnic um, um, origin, as is the case for actors and. Uh, singers in Hong Kong who are people, I think, well, that's right, I remember one of her parents was Korean and the other um, was Filipino, but she's made a career out of singing in Cantonese and she packed out the Coliseum uh, on Saturday and Sunday. So there are a lot of things uh, starting to happen. I'm looking at the before just as a reminder. No, no, things are definitely moving. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, M Plus is back open. You said you'd been there. The the French May uh, started putting on a certain amount of uh, uh, a small amount of live performance. Also, I recently interviewed Kira uh, and some artists that were in Taekwun, an exhibition that has now just, but it was a large scale one, multimedia. So, the Artiverse, a, a it's the it's a debut of um, what, what hopes to be an annual event here. So it's on right now. If you are interested in what this FT lark is all about, if you're not sure, or if you do know what it's about, but you were somehow not aware of this event, then you can go along to the Harpoon, and it is open, I think, from 11 a.m. until sometime mid-evening, and it's on till Sunday. I'll give you the... Um, I'll give you the website for that as well, which is Artiverse, A-R-T-A-V-E-R-S-E dot Asia. And a couple of comments from the uh, the, the organisers. Um, they, they, they say that they wanted to put on as varied a selection as possible from some of the iconic ones. And I sent you another picture, Sadia, which was of something that has sold for a lot of money mm. uh, around the world, which is, um, it's by uh, an artist called uh, uh, Tezos, mm -hmm. and this was the, uh, of the, um, uh, th that had animated images of monkeys, which, which oh, is the case oh. for a lot of, uh, a lot of NFT art is actually very cartoon looking, as, as we've mentioned before, and as people may have seen and may know. Um, so as Hong Kong remained, and I mentioned this last year, and I can't remember if it was you and I talking about it or if I was talking to Nori, but, there, but Hong Kong continues to set records with um, auction houses selling through Hong Kong some of the biggest name artists in the world, either from Asia or other parts of the world. A late artist who was known for his graffiti art or very childlike paintings. He used spray paint and acrylic on, on large-scale canvas. His name was Jean-Michel Basquiat. He sold uh, a, a record-selling um, non-Asian painting, or, or it was sold, I should say, through Christie's Auction House in uh, 2021 for just, just a shade of 42 million US dollars. Uh, wow. last year wow. um, yeah and uh, that that was last year and in 2018 the highest selling painting uh, or artwork ever sold in hong kong which was a mainland artist called Zhao woki um a, a painting that was originally in 1985 was sold for 65 million and that goes back 
four years ago. So there are still records to be broken, but I think a lot of people's um, savings are probably hurting uh, a bit, bit much, possibly to break records. You know, with uh, on the back of mm. the battering that people have taken from uh, from COVID for years. Mm. So, but but there is a but there is a feeling, of course, in the last couple of years that NFTs is where it's at in terms of breaking records and for people selling on artwork at speed which has not been seen with traditional artwork before people making a fast buck on their um, on their work so there's there's two t- two types there are those who invest in the uh, private screening room perhaps they enjoy it for a bit of a longer time there are those who see art as a commodity of course um, but either way uh, if you want to know a bit more about what is going on um, do go to artiverse.asia and you can book your place because there are still restrictions on numbers that can go in. Especially if you're going at the weekend, I'd recommend mm. that you book mm. your allocated spot. But, um, el- elsewhere, uh, out of Hong Kong um, to Germany, um, one of the biggest art events that happens around the world, we've spoken occasionally of the Venice Biennale, which happens every two years. And there are Biennale meaning something that happens every two years, mm-hmm. uh, or biennial, it's sometimes called in, uh, you know, in, in, in other places in the world. But, um, but Documenta in Germany is something that happens every five years. And it's the 15th edition that it's having. Um, it's just a few weeks away, actually. And it will go on uh, from June sorry, not a few weeks, June 18th until September 25th. So it goes on for quite a long time. When you're doing something like this only every five years, I guess you want to have it on for a while, let people have the opportunity to come and see some of the artwork in person. Uh, Before I tell you about some of the artists that are in there, this is a kind of a double bit of reporting, really, because it's been in the news for kind of the wrong reasons over the last week, because some Palestinian artists were targeted in Germany ahead of the event opening. Mm. And in one of the pictures, the photographs that I sent you, there's some graffiti, and that is not, it's not some kind of artwork where people have sprayed a few words at all. Oh. It's actually some uh, antagonistic yeah. slopes by people who have broken into the venue of where Documenta 15 Art Festival is uh, to be held starting from just over a week's time. Uh, it was van- vandalising of the walls, uh, spray painting slogans uh, concerning an artist called um, Yazan Khalili, mm-hmm. who um, who was supposed to be exhibiting in the space where the where the spraying has been going on. Oh no! And it's um, it, yeah, um, the the place in central Germany where this is happening is called Castel, and. Um, it's about 50 or 60 kilometres away from where there have been some right-wing activities um, a, a, against um, Palestinian residents in the, in the past. Uh, Germany has the, uh, the largest, uh, I didn't know this until reading this article, the largest Palestinian um, community um, mm. outside of their home country in the world. Mm. And so uh, the country has done its best to... Um, to take in um, people from Palestine who who want to live there, either as refugees or who have chosen to go and live in um, in, in Germany at different times, and um, yeah, so there is as 
as there unfortunately is, I suppose, in many places in the world when there's a visible um, di- different type of, uh, of immigrants coming to live there, this, this kind of um, possibility can happen. So the organisers have, have made very statements about, um, you know, how unacceptable this has been because it was the, the vandals broke in over, overnight a few nights ago. The number 187 were sprayed as a reference to... Um, to a, uh, a penal code in California which um, allows um, uh, death penalty. Oh, right. And um, there was another word, which I think in one of the first sent you, which says Peralta, mm-hmm. which yes. is uh, yeah, a reference to um, a, a neo-Nazi um, uh, who has links to the extreme right in Germany. So they've left no doubt as to who were the perpetrators of this and by, uh, by, by using those things. It's a real shame. Yeah, it is. Document, yeah, Documenta uh, made its name um, in 15 editions and each is, you know, five years, so over, over a decade for being very inclusive um, and open even decades ago to countries that were, that were less than for their are. And um, you know, those that were less exposed or the artworks were mm-hmm. less Westerners, I should say. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'll, I'll move on from the uh, um, unfortunate thing that happens to a little bit about what else is going on at Dr. 2021. Well, talking about being uh, in- inclusive, um, the, there's a guest curating group every time there is a festival held every five years and this year it's a group called Ruan Grupa which uh, runs an arts in Jakarta in Indonesia and Ruan Grupa, the phrase loosely means art space or special form. This is what they, this is what they call themselves in Jakarta. They organise community art projects for underprivileged communities in Indonesia often can't afford to um, to take the time and interest in it because they have, you know, more every day over their head, bowls of rice to eat type of concerns. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also champions who have been in generations of, uh, of art-producing uh, bodies as puppet makers. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean just the... Pu- have you been to Indonesia, uh, Sadia? Pardon? Am just, I... Uh, have you... Have yes. You ever been, have you ever yes. Seen any, have you seen Have you seen the shadow puppets in Indonesia? No, I've probably is, seen them on TV though, because isn't okay, that something I mean, that's probably featured quite a bit, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. It's, I was going to say it's a little bit um, tourist cliche in a way, and this is they, they are not doing those kind of puppets. I was going to differentiate between what uh, what is commonly um, happening in venues around the more popular tourist spots mm-hmm. of Indonesia. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not shadow puppets. They're making life-size puppets oh, made wow. out of recycled materials, including cardboard, plastic, and corrugated steel and other materials. Really large, heavy things, I would imagine. And so the exhibitions and workshops um, are more than just the stuff that goes on walls. They're more than the type mm. of installation that we That's sometimes nice. talk about where there's an environment. They're actually having right now, starting, well, Saturday, five-hour workshops by the people that make these recycled puppets. This is one thing 
that the organisers uh, arranged to introduce those to either domestic German art lovers who will be going, but also in the rest of Europe where people are travelling, you know, quite readily. There will be lots of people going to this exhibition. It's one of the main features on the art calendar because it doesn't come up that often, as I said. So there will be arts labs. Um, we'll do something like an art jam. Uh, people are given certain material can start to to paint as many as they have space for or allocation or on canvas, work on paper. But, um, it's not all about producing. There are also a lot of interesting uh, world-class artists who are showing works there too. Sounds the great. Interesting things. Mm. Yeah, it's through the uh, it's through the eyes and choice of this particular uh, Indonesian curatorial group on who they who they select. And one of the groups that they have selected, I sent another picture to you. A very very vibrant, which are by a group that is based in Brighton in the UK, oh, right. which is uh, yeah, they project artworks and. The I'm referring to is two offices with two um, two people and yeah. a woman standing in between two works of art. Yes. How would you describe well, these? One, it, one looks like an eye with lots of different mm. layering, lots of different colours, lots of spots and things. And the other one just looks like a head, like maybe somebody's head or profile. Um, I yeah. mean, that's what I can see from here. But very bright, very vibrant um, mm. paintings, you know, really nice, lovely colours. Yeah, they, 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 I mean, they're very large scale too, aren't mm. they? They, they? They dwarf these two adults yes, who are yes. standing between two very dull canvases. And they're painted very much in what seems like an immediate, whether you can see the drips deliberately uh, yeah. on the one of the eye that uh, yes. we've mentioned, so yes. where loud probably applied too generously so, so that as, uh, as it's put onto the canvas with a brush, um, it dripped down. And, um, yeah, this is um, a form of um, expressionism, which was, uh, you know, famously Jackson Pollock in America 1960s would be flinging paint around. He wasn't the only one, but he's just the, the most well-known person of that, uh, of that genre called abstract expressionism. But these aren't totally abstract. Um, the painting on the left, which is, looks like a head, is indeed a portrait, um, but it almost looks like um, the head could almost be an insect form with mm -hmm. uh, too many legs around mm. it to count, if you wanted to see yes, it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So um, we talked a little bit about how the organisers from Indonesia, the curators, have chosen to a certain extent from their own country to bring over groups who are underprivileged or, or connected with groups who wouldn't have been making art in normal times. And this segues into the, uh, the next item that I want to mention from uh, Arts News around the world, and it's in the UK this time, uh, in a place near Manchester in the north of, of England, mm -hmm. in a small town called Haywood, because just over the last week, uh, an art charity was recognised for its work with diverse communities, um, it, apparently, um, Haywood is one of the most uh, impoverished and uh, multicultural uh, parts of the north of England. Mm -hmm. And a, um, a, an NGO, a non-government organisation called Cartwheel Arts, which promotes social inclusion and cohesion through um, what it says is innovative, high-quality arts projects. So basically what that means is getting people together from different backgrounds to make art together as teams and get along that way. And um, just one, 
um, a, an, an, an award that happens annually in the north of England called the Pilot 360 uh, and, um, and Western Charity Award. It's a double whammy. It's, it gets funding from these two instances. And it's an amazing thing to win because the Pilot Light 360 is 10 months of having... Uh, people to come in and rewrite your business plan if you oh, are wow. an art institution. That's great. And oh. yeah, and it, and it doesn't always go to an NGO either. It sometimes goes to just a regular art gallery yeah, or yeah. arts institution. But in this case, the charity was recognised for uh, work, as I said, with um, you know bringing together neighbouring diverse communities, and it uh, was selected from over a hundred applicants to win the award. And it will be uh, basically receiving a mentorship from people who know lots of business, may not know, even though they've been going for some years, matching this organisation with four senior business leaders who they who the, uh, the scheme thinks will be most able to delve into operations and make the best of it. Mm. And the, uh, um, the there's, there's an overhead picture of um, of one. Um, uh, it's a child playing, yeah, painting. a yeah, child yeah, painting. Yeah, yeah. yeah and that, these, these are people of some of the projects that they're doing before, which they call Art for a Reason, which is basically to make people feel better about um, being able to ex- express themselves in ways that might not be encouraged in their normal upbringing. Mm-hmm. So it's all stuff for a good cause. And if you want to see more about that, listeners, you can go to cartwheels art cartwheel art so c-a-r-t-w-h-e-e-l-a-r-t-s dot org dot h-k and you can find out about that and the last thing that is um, totally unrelated this time um, it's in Italy uh, I came on Instagram a self-taught watercolour painter mm-hmm. um, called Sonia um, Masocco has turned her own enthusiasm with what started off for just casually drawing and painting as a primary school student, but never took it seriously into art college, but is into windsurf and sailing. And she took what were two things she loved, art and windsurfing and sailing, and started um, to, uh, to paint some of the sailing boats she saw around her because she lives very close to the Dolomite Mountains, which have a lake where people windsurf, where she learnt and sail. And she started painting some of these, and she thought more about it, and she started to make them available for portraits. So she offered, she thought she would turn a couple of things that she loves, things that are powered by the force of the wind, windsurfing and sailboats, and painting, and she started offering her portraits, she doesn't call them this, I'm calling them that, portraits of people's yachts. Basically. Yeah, they look really nice, uh, very nice. Yeah, yeah, mm. they're, wa- they're watercolour mm. and she, it's, um, she's just found a style over the last few years that she sticks to and she says that she appreciates some of the classic um, nautical or, or, or um, yeah, sea, ocean and boat related artists, William Turner from the UK, Edward Hopper from America, but she, uh, but she doesn't let them influence her art. She, hers is very much. Uh, she absolutely adores watercolour, and you can see those on mm, they're beautiful, Sardia's very Facebook nice. page. Yeah, you can go to yeah. the Facebook page, Sardia's Money, on Radio Three RTHK, and they're all there. Yes. Yeah. Brilliant. So, and, and if you want to see Sonia's uh, uh, website, I'll just give her a plug. 
Um, it's Songa, uh, and her surname is um, uh, it's Massa, um, M-A-S-O-C-C-O-T-A. And, um, it's, uh, yeah, you'll find her, or Instagram is just, uh, just her name. Um, so, uh, so you can look, you can look for those. And it made me think, what would, um, what would you or I or anybody, um, be, be making images of if they could paint or draw very well? What would you, um, what would you Probably do? some item of food. <laughs> I thought you might say that. I really did. If I, I should have put money on that. Yeah. It would yeah, have to be, be kind of nice, uh, some interesting things of food. Or even even flowers. I do. I am a real fan of Van Gogh. I think some of his like okay. the, the sunflowers and the the irises and are oh, beautiful. You know, I think the flowers oh, are really yeah. quite a quite a nice thing too. So so it'd be fruit. It'd be kind mm. of food or flowers probably. <laughs> and how about right. you? Right. Okay. Um, yeah, I think too. I do like a landscape. Um, yeah, you're quite good. You're then. quite an artist, actually, because oh. I have seen some of your things on Facebook, and he is yeah. very talented. You know, I'm telling the well, listeners that thanks, you know. Thanks. You're, talk, you're talking me up there, Sardia. But I, but I have attended for many years uh, life drawing classes, which is drawing yeah. the human form, which uh, which is something that I particularly enjoy because it's a real challenge getting Brilliant. the proportions right. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I think you're you're very good and you should and people should try it out because I have, I'm not very good at drawing at all. But uh, but I think I should maybe take some lessons and things. Andrew, thank you so much for your time today. It's been brilliant. Some great things and people can go and have a look at the Facebook page to look at those. That's about all from me today.